From Arioka's innermost tower, a figure gazed at the traffic below. He was a hulking boulder of a man with a swarthy complexion and somewhat drowsy-looking, deep-set eyes which might lead one to believe him dull-brained. Yet once he was in the field of battle, he fought with blazing intensity. He was a warrior of a tempestuous era, who found himself talking various people into crafty schemes as necessary. A man in his mid-forties, he was considered a great hero of the age, and as the lord of Arioka Castle, he had been assigned the lordship of Setsu by the Oda clan. He was Araki Murashige. The sound of footsteps coming up the stairs. The watchmen braced themselves. The warrior who arrived went down on his knees behind Murashige. I come bearing news, your lordship, he said, his voice throaty and hoarse. An emissary who claims to be with the Oda has appeared. For a short while, Murashige said nothing. What number of envoys did this make? There was something a touch off, though. This messenger claimed to be with Oda. What did that mean? Murashige turned to face the man. Who has come? My lord? A tinge of confusion was in the samurai's voice. The name he gave was Kodera. What? Murashige frowned. I thought the Kodera forces left the Oda to join the Mori. How can a Kodera claim to be with the Oda, yet send me a messenger? My lord, that may be so, but he said his name was Kodera. Kodera Kambe. Murashige's eyes widened slightly, and his frown dissipated. Oh, so tis Kambe. I haven't seen him since we last parted ways. Bring him in. The samurai bowed his head and informed Murashige that Kambe was waiting in the mansion. Kodera Kambe's erstwhile name was Kuroda Kambe. Bestowed with the surname of his master, he now went by Kodera in public. The man was known for many proficiencies. He was a master of the spear and an adroit horseman. He employed good retainers and steadfastly defended his stronghold. By Murashige's estimation, if Kambe was made to command troops, he would wreak havoc on the battlefield. In short, Murashige thought him a great general. Yet he also thought that such a superficial summation fell short of a full account of the man. Murashige allowed Kambe through to the spacious reception hall of his residence. In a set of staggered shelves was a yellowish tea jar entitled Torasaru. This urn was so well known that it was said one could buy a castle with it alone. Having it in the room was a sign of respect for Kambe on Murashige's part. Murashige bade an attendant open the sliding screen door before entering the room. Kambe was sitting cross-legged, with his fists to the floor, prostrating himself deeply. Murashige had the attendant fall back, and then he sat down himself. Raise your head. Yes, Kambe replied, shifting to comply. As Kambe was now past age 30, he could no longer be called a young warrior. Yet he didn't look his years, and his countenance was easy on the eyes. His lips were firmly drawn, yet there was a whisper of a smile there, and his slender physique could even be described as meek. 
However, Murashige knew that this man with such delicate features was the most cunning individual in Harima province. He had induced the Kodera clan to ally with the Oda. Pray allow me to express my sincerest gratitude at being granted the honor of this audience. Kambe's voice carried far. By contrast, Murashige's voice was invariably somewhat leaden. It has been a while, has it not, Kambe? Indeed, your lordship. These two had fought side by side in the past. Murashige was the head of the Araki clan, while Kambe was nothing more than a vassal of the Kodera clan. But although there was a gap between them with regard to status, Murashige nonetheless spoke to Kambe often, and that was because he could tell Kambe was no ordinary man.